electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Market insight and analysis. You're listening to the opening bell of CNBC Squawk on the Street. Good Wednesday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with Jim Cramer and David Faber. Dow futures up 200. Uh, nearly half of that is going to be sales force with that earnings beat and the biggest gap up on earnings in nearly two years. We kick off the month of June. Quantitative tightening begins. Ten-year 286. Our roadmap begins with stocks and oil both moving higher to kick off the month. The Treasury Secretary calling on oil companies to boost production. Plus, Salesforce shares, you heard Carl say it, are uh, up this morning. The company did boost its outlook. A stronger dollar, though, is still seen as the only major headwind. And Elon Musk's new message to Tesla employees, get back to the office or get out. Hmm. I enjoy saying that. <laughs> yeah, you like that. It's pretty clear. You like Something that. a lot of people can get around. I want to keep yes. saying that. Uh, we'll start with the markets, though, and a new trading month after the Dow and S&P eked out a fractional gain for May. One point on the S&P for the month after yeah. that 9% round trip. Well, it looked like a nothing month. But in reality, it shook out a huge number of people. The Nasdaq pretty much fell apart. I mean, you're looking at stocks right now where you cannot believe it's the rise and fall of, the rise and fall of Carvana. The rise and fall of good RX. I saw someone cut numbers good. I mean, the stock is like you have so many stocks that were at a Roblox. Uh, I, I cannot believe the destruction that has occurred. And yet, eh, averages, eh, you know, you're going to get your statement. It's not necessarily going to be. Eh. Right. And a lot of the people were huddled in, in in these Nasdaq stocks. David, you know, these Nasdaq stocks that they, they, particularly SPACs, they they're just, you know, these stocks are 10 go to 1. No, a lot of them have suffered enormous damage. I mean, down 70% is not something you're unaccustomed to seeing when no. you look at the year-to-date year, year or certainly 12-month performance, Jim. That said, May was not a bad, I mean, the broader market is the S&P was, what, flat almost. Up, up right? a point. Up yeah. a point. Uh, whereas I know a lot of hedge funds who took all their risk off and then watched things soar last week and are now down, you call it, 2, 3, 5, 6, 8%. For the month, I mean, that underperformance they still get paid, right? they still get to paid. get, well, they don't get paid on years like this, but yes, they still but have a lot of their what's money. What's amazing, Carlos, is that it was a combination of utilities and oils. Now, oil is only 4% of the S&P, 4 was 3%, but that was a strange group. And then you had this bizarre J.P. Morgan conference that just made it so you just, though that group came alive with pleasure. Although being offset a bit by Charlie Scharf this morning... Uh, saying that a soft landing is going to be very difficult. Uh, loan deposits are high, but they're coming down. Going to take another look at the mortgage business. Well, you know, Charlie's, Charlie's hard to figure because uh, when you talk to the bank, they're uh, the ones that you think could have the best numbers when it comes to deposits versus what they're going to pay you. And they have the fewest of all the banks that are listed up there. They got the they got the best loan balances. So I should say Charlie Sharp, by the way, CEO of Wells Fargo. Just in case some people. Oh, don't. I thought it was 
I've never used stagecoach, Charlie Sharp. I didn't know we had to point that out. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, we all, if there's some viewers out there who it's aren't true. with us every day, we want them to know who we're talking about. I thought that people had to watch us every day. They do. Oh, we're by the adding way, viewers. Here, I'll do you one better. Which camera am I on? Hi, Charlie. <laughs> How's the quarter? There. there now we go. know. We'll get a little in. We'll get an answer soon. He'll never, ever come on with us, will he? <laughs> no. No, he won't because he doesn't like you. Was oh, that what he said? Yeah. <laughs> no, you know, add, don't say it. Add him to the list. Pity <laughs> off. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my gosh. We're four <laughs> minutes in, and you got to remind me. He likes me now. You know that. Yeah, I told you're you. You're a push. It's actually a great segue into Salesforce, Jim. Because well, there's going to be some headlines today that say Salesforce trims full-year revenue guide. Oh, that's just, you, you, okay. don't, you don't like that. No, no. Okay, so the yen... Mark was talking about uh, Mark Benioff, he's Salesforce. Yeah, um, yeah. He's talking about how when you go to the yen and you're a tour, go to Japan with the yen and you're a tourist, you cannot believe how cheap it is. But when you're selling into uh, Japan, which is a very big market for them, the dollar went nuts versus the yen. You know, they're leaving the yen to be down, they're letting it go. And it, the, if you add back the currency, you see that he literally did raise numbers. But a lot of people don't know how to do that because it's. It's arithmetic, which is sometimes too hard for these guys who do the channel checks. And the cash flow here is amazing. He's got $14 billion in cash. I mean, maybe he's got to do something. He's now operating trying to get gross margins better. And, David, this was a quarter where you have to believe Brett Taylor was not as involved, the co-CEO. Because he was focused so much on his role at Twitter in terms yes. of uh, yes. being chairman of the board and Wait, dealing with Elon Musk's various moods. Yeah. Um, and, possible, yeah. Possible. And, by the way, just so you know, Mark came from Capri in that interview on a yacht. Uh, he's going to have lunch with Bruno uh, Cuccinelli. And the Bruno Cuccinelli uh, shirt is, is $500. Just a shirt. Just, just you, you level, they, no level of detail is spared. No, you know, Thank of course. You. And they use Salesforce now. Now, when I went there, they did not use Salesforce. But I did have a very embarrassing experience. I went to Milan Fashion Week, and he put a scarf on my wife and said, that is the most gorgeous thing in the world. I will not reveal how much it costs, David, but it's 10 of your suits. <laughs> oh, really? He shamed you about your and suits. you kind of had to get it at me. that point, right? Yes. So it just rolls downhill. But then he off to you and then you to me. Mark is selling his Formula One, one, the CEO of Formula One, was formerly CEO of Lamborghini. I mean, everybody, everyone is using Salesforce. Yep. And by the way, there's a really interesting piece in the Wall Street Journal today saying that that people are using Slack instead of LinkedIn. Instant job. Now, that's something that no one thought would happen when they bought Slack. Slack is more than a billion-dollar run rate. A lot of the analysts have been critical of the Slack acquisition, like they were MuleSoft. It's turning out really, really well. Well, to Jim's point about the guidance, they actually upped their yearly guidance Thank on you. operating margin. And this is what that's Benioff worse. told Jim about Forex. Take a listen. Our guidance is really impacted by foreign exchange. I think that that is what we could not see, that we have now had to consume about $600 million of foreign exchange changes since our investor day, since we first gave guidance last November. And if you look at that deacceleration of, for example, the yen since March, I mean, I've never seen anything like it. So people are putting together CRM, NVIDIA, Palo Alto, Zscaler, as the argument that core enterprise is holding, is hanging in there. Uh, look, I think I've been trying to come up with an acronym for those. I can't. I think Zscaler is the weakest of those. Palo Alto had an amazing, amazing quarter. And then against that was Workday wasn't as good as I, I would have thought. They had pushouts. So it's, it's a little um, 
catches catch can. Now, there are some comments this morning, David. I don't know if you've been noticing. Tell me. But NVIDIA, that may have been a quarter where people are starting to say Bank of America likes Marvell, uh, NVIDIA, and AMD, all stocks that are owned by my travel trust. When we talk tomorrow at our conference call, club yep. call at 12 o'clock, we do this, that NVIDIA may have been the one where people said, you know what? I really now factor in China, and I'm still going to, and I'm going to buy it anyway. Because they, were make, they make stuff in China, and they sell stuff in China. So I think that's very interesting, because that was the one that didn't get penalized for China. Uh, and China has finally started to open. Shanghai is now open. What do you think of it? I think we got to wait and see how long, how much the opening, how big the opening is and, and what it actually means. But it's the, certainly moving in the right direction. How about the hit that HP takes? We well, have a billion-dollar hit in Russia. Okay, billion dollars. I mean, Russia, how do you... How do you get a new PC in Russia? What do you do? Uh, FT's got a nice piece on how the economy there is, is really beginning to fray from within. Pe yeah. People are beginning to feel it in terms of the lack of availability and uh, just the isolation from all sorts of technologies, a lead example. Well, I mean, if they, I don't know if they do work from home. They do attack from home. I mean, what do they do there? Conscript from home. But it really is, this is the beginning of a fall behind because when you don't have the, basically anything from any of the, the chip companies. But I just think that it's not just gamers. It's not just Call of Duty. It's like the real Call of Duty. And they're going to fall behind very quickly. And that, to me, is far bigger than what the EU is doing, because the EU is financing it with natural gas. Well, I, I think that's the worry. I do wonder what you think, especially in energy. Uh, Gazprom cut supply to, to Shell yesterday. Yeah. And now we've got these reports that maybe OPEC Plus suspends them allows them to ramp up production as a nice uh, welcome mat to the president if he goes to the Middle East? Yeah, I just some people dispute that story. Uh, that would be something that the president wants. I thought Janet Yellen, Secretary Yellen, uh, was uh, a little glib in saying that the president has been very good to the oil companies and offering all sorts of incentives because uh, the oil companies that I deal with who say they won't even, the president doesn't even talk to them. I mean, they're persona non grata. So... I think that that was an ill-advised statement by the secretary. The secretary, by the way, took the hit. She she did, like yeah, that. fall on the On inflation, she, you mean. She took the hit. She did. She, she did. Do we want to listen? What do we want to listen to from uh, from that interview? How about we, I am wrong? Uh, on inflation. No one's ever said they're wrong. Obviously, also, In you talked no, about it. No politicians ever said they're wrong until they're about to be out, right? She did it. She did it. Yeah. Uh, she basically talked about uh, things that Congress can still do to mitigate inflation, uh, SPR, uh, but also what's, uh, what's difficult to do. Take a listen. The oil companies are sitting on lots of leases that um, they have not drilled. And the prices that um, prevail right now in oil markets provide ample incentive uh, for firms to boost production. Uh, the strategic petroleum releases are very substantial, and I see is filling in um, in the, the market while waiting for um, oil producers to ramp up production. Uh, the Keystone Pipeline would take years to come online and really is about moving oil rather than producing more oil. And remember, um, Oil prices are set in global in global markets, not based on domestic production. I love the secretary. She's done a terrific job. Okay, let's go over what she said. First of all, the incentives, where are they? And, and there's a carbon sequestration 
uh, incentive that's been around for a while, but it should be boosted. We know that we're all short pipelines. Well, no, a price on carbon is what you mean. Yes. Yeah. But, David, you're doing a special. I think it's yeah. June 23rd at that 8 o'clock. Correct. That is correct, Jim. You know when you talk with Exxon, it's not like this administration has been a great friend, even though they... No. They have not been, and I think your point is a good one. I don't know that there's a lot of dialogue that goes on between uh, the companies and the administration. Uh, at the same time, you well know, it takes the fastest you could move to ramp up production is still nine months to a year at least. I mean, right. and, you know, the permits, the le- all the things that need to well, go into place for new wells, uh, it just takes time. Right, and then don't forget, so, what is Biden's message? We want you to produce hard right now, but we want you to be out of business in 20 years. Right. That, what kind of message is that? Well, he doesn't, I call it a mixed he doesn't message. really send we want you. He doesn't say we want you well, to be out of I mean, business. It's not a, we do, he says we do want I mean, you what to. What did he say in that letter the other day? He said, look, and we want to do solar. I mean, he does the same thing over and over again. We want renewables. I mean, at this, Exxon will do whatever's necessary. I mean, they got a good board. Well, Exxon is not me? going to move into renewables and solar. That is not but where their core competency cleaner, is. Better. What they do believe is that they will be able to mitigate the effects of their operations, certainly over time, and not have any carbon coming from their operations by 2050. Tell me that isn't amazing. Uh, which would be a big deal. If you put a significant price on carbon, which they say they are in favor of, that, that might move these companies to really move towards something that is still a dream in some ways, which is direct air capture that could actually be done efficiently. Because then if you can do that, you can be capturing carbon, putting it in the ground all over the place, getting paid for it. That's a business. Well, why doesn't, and I'm asking for incentives that, but why doesn't the president say, you know what, these companies have become better actors. So, you know what, by the way, Keystone Pipeline. Okay, let's cover Keystone. The fact is, is that there's a lot of heavy tar oil sands that was made. We built most of our new refinery capacity around that. Had they allowed the dirty uh, bitumen to come in, it would have been uh, processed, refined, and gasoline prices would be much lower. Right. So uh, I, I'm not buying her. For, for global supply, really, right? Not necessarily right. domestic. But we could have we could have been continental, uh, totally self-sufficient. Yeah. Instead, we imported Russian oil. Um, so I, I, again, I think the secretary's terrific. Um, but wow, what a fall in the sword. Yeah. Well, that, on the inflation thing you're talking about. Oh, no, about. but yes. I'm just saying, in general, really in general, there was, uh, it was a kind of a mea culpa on top of what I regard as being a, a, an ill-advised discussion of energy. Okay, ill-advised being a code word for everything. Yes, it is. It's one of your favorites. Well, because who gets in trouble saying ill-advised? Or how about this? Raise his eyebrows. <laughs> That's a good one, too. The jury, the jury is still out. Time will tell. Ooh, we're going we're wow. to work through all the cliches today. Darn, these are so good. <laughs> as we go to break, uh, as David said, Elon Musk's message to Tesla employees who want to work from home, return to the office or get out. We'll take a look at that. We'll look at futures. A bunch of uh, calls today. We'll get to HPE as well. And uh, Dow Futures Green, back in a moment. Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, can help. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been helping great investors like you. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just looking for tips, Yahoo Finance makes it super easy by putting all the tools and data you need in one spot. Yahoo Finance takes a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and more. 
You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. That's how Yahoo Finance gives you insights and helps you take a look at your wealth in its entirety. That big picture perspective is what great investors need. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor. YahooFinance.com, the number one financial destination. YahooFinance.com. That's YahooFinance.com. It appears Elon Musk has had enough of the work-from-home trend. In a leaked memo purportedly sent to Tesla staff, Musk is quoted as saying, anyone who wishes to do remote work must be in the office for a minimum, and I mean minimum, of 40 hours per week or depart Tesla. In response to that memo that was tweeted from an unverified account, Musk said, quote, they should pretend to work somewhere else. Uh, interesting to hear him uh, weigh in on this. By the way, Goldman does cut their target a couple hundred bucks, Jim, on supply and what they say, weaker demand in the intermediate term. Uh, that surprises me. Even everyone in the EV space uh, would tell you that uh, they're king. And whatever you think may happen short term, they're the winner for the next couple of years. So uh, I don't know about that. I, I would not cut my price target there. And we, by the way, there was a Ford tactical upgrade. It was a very mixed, very mixed message. The autos, I think, overall are going to do poorly, except for Tesla. And Tesla, I mean, you have to asterisk what's going on in China. But, you know, David, when, when someone says they have to uh, work or else, is, is there a possibility, especially if you're not a union shop, that someone in the government gives them a call? Says, maybe, Wait a second, I don't know, maybe. That seems to be uh, part of Musk's hostility towards this current administration is the fact that he's left out of things because he doesn't have a unionized shop yeah. and wasn't invited. I mean, it is kind of ridiculous not inviting him when you're having a summit on electric vehicles or <laughs> renewability. A union uh, would prevent that. You know, that's how you take advantage yeah. of like, you're not but, unionized. Uh, but um, listen, you know where I stand on this. I think, I think he's right. Get back. Get back in the office. Things are not happening. You know, look, I was at uh, Things are being missed. Everybody's patting themselves in the back and saying that they're, you know, that we're making progress in our productivity. I I, I just don't believe it. And neither do leaders uh, of these businesses. That's what's changed. When I was with all these people who were 22, 23, because Georgetown had a 20, 21, 22 uh, graduation because of COVID, I was on the very much on the defensive, saying, you know, people just saying to me, what's with Friday? I, like, I know you I said, said that yesterday, I, but I find it a bit I of a different, not, a a different response from younger people who I think at least if they want to have careers know, by the way, who wants to be sitting in their, in their studio or one-bedroom apartment all day doing their work from their okay. bed? So when you listen to Enrico um, Loris many of them want to go to the, the office. When you listen to Enrico Loris last night from, you, yes. from HP on the yes. Home of Money, um, he says not only do they want to be at home, but they want all the accoutrements. They want this poly that they bought. So, they went to nice hearing, uh, We're hearing different graphics. things. Um, well, yeah, but his numbers were great. So that's what we're hearing. But the fact is, uh, buildings in New York City are still 40% occupied. That's it. And people are not going back right, to the well, office. Right, well, my point is. You work for Elon agent. Musk, apparently, you got to get back to the office. Well, they don't. They don't, they don't have any offices here so that I'm aware of. They, Maybe they, they have, have a, a few, factory. Yes. So yeah, but he's part. talking about the office workers, not the factory right. workers. Factory he's workers. Very, the very percentage lean. of office workers going in five days, like us? Eight percent in New York City. Eight. Well, and that's so, why HP had another good quarter. So it's, it's, it's forever changed. Yeah. Okay. But you don't want to defy Elon Musk, though. You work oh, at Tesla, I, you're going to be out. Elon Musk. Yeah. Jesus. Oh, no. No. <laughs> I, I'm afraid he watches the show. He does not watch the show. Oh, sure. No, he doesn't watch. He doesn't watch the show at all. At all. Has no idea. He doesn't yeah. care. Doesn't, he doesn't even care. He and my what? 
who I did not have a bacon in. <laughs> we will get Kramer's mad dash and start counting our way to the opening bell on this Wednesday morning as we got Dow Futures in the positive. Uh, thanks very much to Salesforce. Back in just a moment. Experience the joy of running in the new Triumph 22 from Saucony, the original running brand. Stacked with luxury foam cushioning, Triumph 22 turns miles into smiles with the ultimate blend of comfort and energy return. Shop Triumph 22 at Saucony.com. That's S-A-U-C-O-N-Y.com. Imagine earning a degree that prepares you with real skills for the real world. Capella University's programs teach skills relevant to your career so you can apply what you learn right away. Learn how Capella can make a difference in your life at capella.edu. All right, let's get to a mad dash. Seven minutes before we start trading here at the New York Stock Exchange. Amazon is uh, splitting at the end of the week, Jim. Yes, and Doug Anmuth, whom I like very much from J.P. Morgan, says it's his favorite uh, e-commerce idea. He does talk about, and I love this, David, he says the longer-term uh, he believes that U.S. e-commerce penetration could reach 40%. I wonder how much of that is work from home. Uh, and he expects things will reaccelerate uh, in the second half, which I thought was really, really good. Uh, and then, you know, he's talking a lot about, well, you know what? They may take the hit. They may have to. Uh, what does that mean? Take well, the hit for what? What do you mean? Slow spending following two years of heavy build-out. Mm-hmm. Uh, that also means, by the way, I think that they, obviously they took up too much space. They have yep. to they start laying people but off. But this move, Jim, I think is, is largely a result of the coming, uh, what, they're splitting the stock Friday, right? I think yeah. it's Friday. Well, look, I'm just saying this again. All these stocks look like that. All right. right. So what you have to have happen if this market is going to be turned into a little more of a bull is we have to have the pattern broken. Right. And, uh, Dave, I know you're an incredible uh, technician. <laughs> but what, what has to happen is literally you have to have people say, you know what? And Salesforce got the same problem. Yeah. This is better than we thought, but they won't have that verified. Well, that, right. You, you create some momentum, however you create it, exactly. and then others, other factors exactly. come and into that, play. Right. And that's why I think Doug Amoth timed this piece very well. Mm-hmm. I think this is a very strong piece, which just says, enough. Amazon is top pick. But, David, another thing that happens is that everyone's got these really high price targets on everything. Right. So it's like, I love it, price target cut. And so everything seems very mixed message. Salesforce had the same thing happen. Uh, the Amazon split, by the way, is effective June 6th. June 6th. Now and that's, it's, how, it's, it's uh, how many is it? Is that's it 10? Is it 10? June 23rd special. Correct. Correct. Well Can we before. have better graphics? That thing yes. looks like a, it's you know, a tombstone or yes. something. Well, but we're working on it. Can't we use it like when you have like strange outfits, like Stranger Things? Yes. Which, by the way, that. was Netflix's biggest, and we don't even talk about it anymore. We will Could work Fang on Fang make it. a comeback? No, because why? Mang. June 9th, right? Facebook's not going to be Facebook. Oh, yeah. Meta, Meta Symbol, Meta yeah. everything. Everybody meta. keep up with that because I did. It's going to be a Meta. Meta. Fang. It's it's over anyway. Fang is dead. Didn't you hear? Didn't you get the memo? I I said Fang is dead. I buried Fang. I knew. And I had been an obituary writer for years when I was a newspaper person. I know when an obituary is written. We're back right after this. We had very strong performance on the PC side, mostly because of the growth that we got in the commercial business. Our commercial business grew 18% and represents now about 65% of the total PC business, which is a very solid number. On the consumer side, as you were saying, we saw a slowdown, we were expecting that, but we were able to more than compensate with our growth in commercial. 
That's the CEO of HP last night talking about the quarter, uh, a, a beat, and raising its profit guide. PCs were up 11, but consumers down six. Consumer is weaker, but he, told, he, he actually made the point a lot of people were expecting that, and he did that. The commercial's very strong. Uh, they, would have, they were supply constrained on very much that they did. Uh, printing, which is very lucrative, they, they were supply constrained. You actually talked about one, did not mention, there was one supplier that had problems with their yield, meaning they couldn't produce everything they needed. So I, I very strong quarter, and it's work from home. It's everything that David talks about. By the way, one of the most interesting things was that Warren Buffett is now a very big shareholder, and it's because he likes the touch screen of the HP. So it's one of those things where, uh, look, he, he talks to every shareholder, Enrique, but he did make the point that Warren Buffett loves his computer, and then also he's checking out the fundamentals for yeah, uh, said similar things about the iPhone at one point. Right. So uh, I think that this obviously not a powerful theme, but I do love mine because it's so light and uh, I love the touch grip. It, it takes a beating, at least at this desk. Oh, I've just thrown this thing around. Uh, by the way, uh, I have tried my Apple Touch and it just doesn't, Dave doesn't do anything when you touch it. It's just. <laughs> <laughs> what are you checking Twitter for? What do you got there? I'm not, I'm not. I'm just checking everything. Yeah. Including the watch list here, yeah. Okay. You want to see what I got? You're welcome to. I'm checking. an open book. Oh, I thought it might have been the June 23rd promotion. <laughs> Not yet, but I appreciate that. We will get back to it. You'll be on the show. Yes. I might give you like, a, maybe I'll give you like the no huddle. You've like, always allowed me to uh, to promote my documentaries it, on your look, show. Look, I thought the one where you went to Norway was <laughs> yes, where House of Cards. You built a House of Cards. House of Cards. You remember your staff built yes, an I actual did, House of Cards. House of Cards may have been wonderful. my favorite. Because and my father's favorite was the one that you did, the Walmart, where you talked about, uh, I mean, the Amazon, where yeah, you talked about the, the, wa one. the wages. And he said, that, so that has the last to change. We did. That speaking was amazing. Of, speaking of Amazon, to what? get it back to here, stock's up another 2%. You just talked about it in the Mad Dash. Did want to make sure we big, understood. Big, 20 for one. Well, then everyone wanted gonna, to make that. I, I, I but said it's 10, amazing. 20 for one. Split coming as of Monday, effective Monday. But Robinhood so, has done over and over again these fractional shares. And people like it, but I think this is going to be very different. I think people will love this kind of split. Remember uh, Tesla moved up into that split? Yes. A great yes. deal. Now, and then, do we want to describe that, M, that a split does not create doesn't value? Doesn't do anything. Okay. Doesn't do anything. Doesn't. See, that's that yeah. K2 chart that I hate so much. Dangerous. More dangerous than ever. Well, what do you think when you look at that chart, Jim? I think that it's got to go up or else. Or else, okay. what, it's going back down to the yeah, well, 2015 no, I mean, lows? David, uh, they cut numbers Procter & Gamble. That's head and shoulders. Yeah. I'm just saying that, Carl, when you have these closet technician uh, money managers, you know, they look in their drawer and it says, oh, right shoulder, sell. So just be aware that Amazon is fighting a trend that a lot of the uh, portfolio managers are thinking, which is that this is just a bull within a bear. Yeah. And everything's going to come back down. Tell you what's not working uh, at the open here is going to be S&P Global uh, suspending their guidance on the collapse of a debt issuance, uh, Jim, and what they're calling weak macro conditions. Corporate bonds just had their first positive month of the year in May. Finally, you know that is shocking. That's going to be a, a more than a one-year low on S&P. That is shocking because uh, Doug Peterson Whoa. is sensational, and that stock is getting hit. I always make the joke that Doug Peterson, of course, is also the, was the coach of the Eagles. Then he stopped. But he is now the coach of the Jaguars. So we're now we're back backing another Peterson. Because this is, 
know, this may be a buy. I mean, issuance get better. And the stock is already down 31% for the year. Doug is a fantastic manager. They are more than just ratings. Obviously, ratings is a big subscriber. I would be interested in that stock, Daniel. Uh, Doug is true. I sold a company to Doug. And there's no finer guy uh, in terms of what he's, the panoply of products that he's got, more than just debt issuance. Uh, that's one you want to think about. Think about buying. Right. He'll, he'll come out of this one fine. He's very good. Very good match. Um, we mentioned at the top uh, the beginning of quantitative tightening as the uh, Fed stops. Uh, they let bonds mature without replacing them. And nobody knows what the impact's going to be on the curve. Nope. But no. there's a general sense they will get a, a truer picture about uh, bonds. Oh, but it really yes. looks like, yeah, yeah. And I think people are going to want to have some mortgage back. I mean, David, people want a little more yield. You can get it. They're going to give you more yield. Hey, look. They're going to give you more yield. I know some people have been able to pick up municipal bonds in the last month or so as well. I mean, as we've actually come down. They've been um, issuing, and you want to check. Summit's got some. New Jersey, they're going to some municipal bonds. You get a a little vig. You can go into, like, the New Jersey Vanguard municipal bond, uh, two and three quarter. You know, David, they give you your money back. They don't just give you the interest. They give you your money back. What stock gives you? Name me a SPAC that gives you your money back. Well, SPACs do give you your I money know, back. But if they're de- owned, but not if, after the de- if they If they liquidate, right. which many of them uh, may end up having to do because right. they're running out of uh, deals. And in fact, actually, I'm glad you mentioned it because it's worth coming back to SPACs. Yesterday, we briefly mentioned that uh, Elizabeth Warren report. Actually, then it came out. Never get tired of that. No, no. Uh, and this morning we had two terminations, different than liquidations. Now explain termination. Remember, you, you take a, a SPAC public, you raise the money, you have right. two years typically in which to do a deal that needs to be approved by your shareholders. Of course, we also talked about the fact that uh, you had people approving deals, but then also asking for their money back as well, which created an interesting dynamic occasionally. Um, but here, there's just terminations. Uh, and there are two fairly high profile ones SeatGeek. No longer going to go public through a SPAC. SeatGeek? SeatGeek. That was a real company. Yes. And, and Forbes. The Forbes uh, Redwall acquisition corporation and SeatGeek mutually agreed to terminate their business combination. Here, at least, we got a, a, a reason um, from Redwall. And by the way, Andy Gordon, longtime Goldman guy, Jerry Cardinale also there, I believe. Uh, Redbird Capital is the, is the sponsor. Parties decided to terminate the business combination agreement as a result of current unfavorable market conditions, particularly impacting growth technology companies. So uh, the Red Ball Acquisition Corp, by the way, went public in August of 2020. So conceivably, they got to give the money back. They got to liquidate by August of 2022. Yeah, they have the money. They put aside. They they put aside. It's all. They haven't done anything with the money. Well, well, but David, one of the things is money was supposed to be used for this deal. This deal is no longer happening. People are talking about 350 of the new, new companies will be out of money if nothing happens. Out of money. Well, those are the ones that have they, done they, deals they are, that have already, already spac right. And we have a fantastic DSPAC uh, chart and index yes. Yes. at that's CBC. That's not that one. That's not that no, one. That's no, the that's ones not, no. that well, have that that's the ones that just have gone public. Now, that's that the is, ones F, right. That is just the destruction of capital. I mean, this was something that we said over and over again. David came out, was the beginning of it on Lucid. And you said it's absurd. What right, although Lucid at. has been one of the most successful SPACs. I know, that's uh, there true. were so many others. Yeah, Nicola, of right. course. By the way, you read the Warren Nicola. report. I went to her and wedding. They, 
in the um, in the footnotes. I mean, they cite CNBC. I don't know, forty times. Um, Do they, really? they go through. They go through a highlight reel. Of, That's really good. You know, they go through all the Michael Klein spacks. They go through all the Chamath spacks. Um, the serials back, and the numbers are incredible. It's what we talked about endlessly, Foley? which is the differential. I didn't see Foley in here. No, the differential in compensation cup. that the sponsor is able to to uh, to uh, to get a hold of versus the typical shareholders. Also goes on to talk about something else we talked a lot about, well, which is projections. Following horrific turns side of the real world, many SPAC sponsors um, are looking into highly speculative industries, including the metaverse, space travel, electric vehicles. These industries are a natural fit for SPACs, which rely on the ability, she says, to make bullish projections bordering on or fully falling into falsities. Which brings me to, is it uh, I don't even know if Elizabeth Warren wrote this, but uh, I'm wait, sorry, wait, read you, it. Let all, I'm sure she didn't write it. it. Her staff. Wait, she's a law professor. She's. Why do you say that? I don't know. But Joby, too early. Too early to buy Joby. Joby flying yeah. cars. Flying cars. Maybe. Uh, yeah. And Forbes, by the way, did we mention is no longer going public through SPAC. Right. That deal also terminated. No reason. Do they have money? No reason. I mean, I got to tell you, a lot of these companies. That's why I mentioned. You're talking I about different things, Jim. No, I, no, I, I don't. The companies that get their oh, deals right. done, but then. Uh, many people choose to redeem, start their life as a public company with a lot less right. cash than they anticipated. No, I know you're and absolutely then, right. Therefore, they run out of cash more. I'm quickly. mixing metaphors. Right, but the I'm, SPAC that doesn't get a deal done within two years returns the capital that was raised from the IPO of the SPAC. Right. Okay, so let's look at one that you want. I want to make this point. This is one that came public. Uh, I interviewed them. Uh, it's called Nextdoor Holdings. Okay. okay. Sarah Fryer. Yes. It's down 63 percent. I remember asking her, she's a legendary figure in the Valley, uh, should you just come up in IPO? Now, David, if it was an IPO, would you think it would be higher or lower? Uh, I don't know. I mean, that's the thing. It, would it have done any better if it was a traditional IPO? Probably not. How about SoFi? I mean, look at, all right, I know SoFi's terrible, but door, you know, but I mean, you can also go back and look at other names that we all know very well. DraftKings uh, went public through us back too. That is none. Hey, you know what? I've had um, MP materials on. That's a you know, precious metal. You know, there's you know, elusive metals, David. Yeah. Um, and look at that. Rare earth. I mean, it's sure. still trading think, above 10, though, at least. Hey. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, it's at 39. But then people say, well, wait a second, Jim. It was at 60. Well, you know what? Sorry. I mean, if you got that bullish uh, and you didn't get out, forget about it. Draft Kings, on the other hand, uh, hung in the 50s and then continued to do well. But... It's, that's a last man standing situation. Yeah. Uh, speaking of gambling, uh, Macau revenue in May, oh not good. Down 68. No. No. Uh, Wynn and Las Vegas Sands are going to take a beating on that, even with some of these lockdowns expiring. Yeah. Um, Chapel Trust owns Wynn. You can't just talk about the winners. Okay. And my feeling was that there was, it wouldn't be a forever. I thought they were going to give, I thought they were going to use Western medicine like BioNTech and reopen. Uh, and China chose to do a total lockdown, which obviously... Although, uh, South China Morning Post today did a piece on how there was a rush to luxury as some of these lockdowns began to expire. Well, Louis Vuitton and, had great numbers. And so we're watching Capri today after yes. Coors and RL and Versace and Jimmy Choo. Uh, comps uh, multiples of Target and Ross and Abercrombie. No, I've got to tell you that uh, I think Estee Lauder's a buyer. I think Estee Lauder, Fabrizio Freitas going to have big numbers. Been in your, you've been in your house for 65 days. You want to get out there and well, buy yourself yeah. an Hermes scarf. Oh, my. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Right? Look, you know, who's the richest man in the world? 
Uh, Arnaud is certainly up yes. there. Yeah. Is he now the richest again? I think he is. I know is. Musk I don't know. has I mean, fallen. Musk, but they're, they're not, you know. Arnaud, Bezos, Musk, Musk, Arnaud. It's, I don't know. Whatever. It's hard to get in that group. That yeah. Group it of, sure is. Yeah, when, I, when you see Bernard Arnaud, he travels with an entourage of six really incredibly well-dressed people. I would hope so. Yeah, you can't get near him. I would hope so. Yeah, I, I, I told my wife, so I'm going to go shake his hand. And there was a phalanx that wouldn't let me do that. Finally, Jim, you know, just give it uh, we, we mentioned uh, HP tweaking guidance higher, but so did Delta and so did Dash, uh, which is making some uh, lists today. Look, I, I, Delta was back to 2019. I was surprised it took them that long, frankly. Uh, Dash, we were all trying to figure out the implication of what Seattle's doing, uh, minimum wage, I don't know. I mean, Tony, Tony Shu has done a, a lot to be able to make it so that they're making a lot of money and nobody seems to care. It's like Airbnb is making a lot of money. Nobody seems to care. They just don't care. Until they do. Oh, by the way, today at Wynn, you got um, uh, Tom Brady will be there. Where? In the Vegas one. That's interesting, huh? I've always wanted to meet Tom Brady. Anyone know him? As we go to break, take a look at bonds today. We are going to get some data. Uh, PMI in a few moments. Construction spending later on today. And jolts. That'll be interesting. And Beige Book, 2 o'clock. We'll be back in just a moment. Apple is reportedly moving some of its iPad production out of China, shifting it to Vietnam after those strict COVID lockdowns in and around Shanghai led to months of supply chain disruptions. Last week, uh, the report was that I, I, Air, AirPod production might migrate. This will be a much bigger deal. Yeah, look, I, I, I always am trying to figure out why Vietnam, why not Mexico? I mean, you have a great market in North America, but obviously the China market does matter. But Vietnam does not have the port system. The Haiphong Harbor is not set up the same way as... Well, Carl, was, I mean, it's already been a number of years since Carl was there, but I remember that trip, and you certainly learned a lot in terms of what their capability yeah. is. Deep water ports. Yeah. Uh, in addition to having to educate your workforce right. to do things other than sew clothes, really, to be honest. Uh, look, I, it's a great workforce, but I just, I've questioned Vietnam versus uh, other places. Mexico has done such a poor job at representing itself right here as the place to go. You know, great Inexpensive, don't mean to make it, you know, I wish they were paid more. Uh, workforce, very uh, very easy to get everything, best by train, you put them in Union Pacific. But they've just done a bad job. They've not talked about it. They could be onshoring, so to speak. Uh, Martin Franklin's called onshoring, but it's Mexico. Right. But I don't understand why more companies don't pick Mexico. You mentioned Fang over by the Telestrator, or, or Mang, after we go to Meta as a symbol right. on the 9th. But is your, you think Fang has more to go here? After I'm just coming surprised off of that Netflix, Stranger Things, oh, yeah. that was uh, the best release they've ever had. I uh, continue to believe that Alphabet's uh, ad business is better than expected. How about Obi-Wan over at Disney Plus? Best ser series premiere. They did a little tweet on it. I mean, give me a break. I mean, when you are Disney, uh, which my chapel trust owns, and you have something like Obi-Wan you know or what, OW? You know each uh, episode sorry? of Stranger Things cost Netflix? Do you know the number? No, I'm on to Disney now. No. $30 million. I'd rather own Disney than that. $30 million, $30 million an million episode. It's almost what they pay for us. 
<laughs> You're right. Yeah. Almost. But I mean, what is it? it? And it's kind of Freddy Krueger-like. What are you saying? It's it's apparently uh, my my daughter's a big fan. She said it was pretty pretty disturbing. People, well, people like Obi Wan, and you know, Disney needs. I may have to go to work for Disney because when you have something positive like that, you gotta put out a release. But apparently, they can't put out a release because it's not a traditional movie where you're allowed to. Uh, and by the way, I got to you know, mention Adam Aaron came on and talked to very positive and he's movie theater and a lot of people bought the stock higher. And well, it, it didn't finish hard. But then again, it's just one day. Just one day, Jim. Yeah, one day. But yeah, Obi-Wan is huge. Uh, and I think, by the way, a, a Celtics Golden State, that's a lot better than a Heat mm-hmm. Golden State yes. in terms of numbers. Doris Burke, I don't know. Breen. I mean, Obi-Wan to Breen. <laughs> well, no, in, no, I'm in, talking about Disney. It's like better. a challenge in no, one you, sentence. You have to understand, I am better at talking about Disney than Disney. Got it. Shanghai Disney could be very big. Parks are filled. Uh, they've so got some wanna, really good stuff with NVIDIA. You want to become do. a promoter for Disney. What? They need yeah. someone. Yeah. Jeez. Oh, yeah. 112 is a lot better than 101 uh, earlier, one earlier analyst. in May. Yeah. One analyst to change to... We, we've lost some opening gains. Let's get to Bob Bassani. Morning, Bob. Morning, Carl. Uh, positive news out of China. We have generally positive comments from Salesforce. Helping tech, not helping the overall markets. Close to uh, just about up 20 points on the S&P. Just look at the sector. So we're starting June like we started May. Uh, energy is the only real sector that's got a lot of positive momentum uh, right now. Tech's doing better today. Consumer discretionary. So a little bit of a growth tilt. That's good because value outperformed growth uh, in May. Consumer staples and healthcare generally underperforming. If you take a look at the S&P leaders, well, right at the top, Salesforce. Uh, that's having a positive effect on all of the software stocks. So ServiceNow, Paycom doing well, and HP also helping out a little bit. Uh, also out there, uh, I want, just want to mention what happened in May here because it's been remarkably uniform returns in May. So remember, the S&P was basically flat for the month of May, but we had very modest uh, upside in Europe and China and Japan. Look at that, 2%. That's a little unusual, that kind of uniform dispersion. So the overall markets sort of um, flattened out a little bit in the last week and a half. Uh, of May. That's kind of interesting. So boring is kind of good at this point uh, for the markets here. But in terms of where the market leaders is going into June, it's the same. Uh, it's basically energy. It's the only sector. And these uh, three ETFs, the XOP, oil and gas exploration production, oil services and oil refiners, day in and day out, they are the market leaders. Uh, most of them uh, are sitting at or near 52-week high. So that's really where the the energy and the momentum is uh, in the S&P 500. For the economic data, this 10 o'clock news is going to be very important. Remember, I keep talking about these Goldilocks numbers that have to come out uh, for things uh, like the ISM manufacturing that's coming out. So we're looking at 54 or so. Uh, you know, that was 55. You want it just uh, enough to show a little bit of growth, not too much to show uh, too, too much uh, growth there because then the Fed will keep raising. But if it's too little, if it's below 50, people are going to have stagflation worries here. Same with the ISM uh, number that their services on Friday. We're going to get 55. It was 57. It was in the 60s last year. So again, it's that Goldilocks number. Got to be perfect. Just showing enough growth to slow down, but not going negative. Same with the jobs report. 320,000. It was 420,000. Slowing, but not slowing uh, too much. We'll get those numbers at 10 o'clock. Pay a lot of attention to that. Finally, David was talking about SPACs. I watch IPOs. Let me tell you, the IPO industry has collapsed 
Look at this. Slowest month in five years in May. We had seven. That's it. Seven IPOs raised $1.1 billion with all seven of them. $1.1 billion. We've had IPOs raised $2 billion in just one IPO. The IPO ETF, that IPO symbol, down 12% here. So look what happened here. So far, year to date, 2022, I count $3.9 billion total proceeds raised. That 2021, Carl, we raised $490 billion for the whole year. So on an average year, you figure $150 to $200 billion is a typical number for IPOs to raise. Run rate year to date is $10 billion. Carl, think about this. $10 billion is the run rate, and an average year is $150 to $200 billion. The IPO business has collapsed. Carl, back to you. Yep. Uh, hearing some things about the fall, but for now, uh, Bob, it has uh, turned turned very cold. Bob Pisani, okay. uh, thanks. Uh, Jim, tonight you'll have Chewy to kick around. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah a lot of people betting against that one. Uh, that was a once. Wow. Talk about rise and fall. Uh, we have Sentinel on tonight. Uh, there are a lot of people critical of their quarter, and that's been a fantastic place to hide uh, data you know, for cybersecurity. Tomer's a fantastic guest. He will be able to put things in context. We keep hearing that crypto, yeah, you still got to pay ransomware in crypto, David. Okay. 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 Hopefully I won't have to pay any because I won't be ransomed. But thank I you. I hope not. Yeah. Keep changing. Watch your passwords. Don't I use do. I do. things like your dog and your no. kid. No. Okay. No, none of that. Jim, we'll see you tonight. Mad Money, 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, Dow's lost some opening gains, as we said. We're up 90 points. Uh, Salesforce continues to lead. We'll get jolts in another picture of the job market in a few minutes. You've been listening to the opening hour of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Imagine earning a degree that prepares you with real skills for the real world. Capella University's programs teach skills relevant to your career so you can apply what you learn right away. Learn how Capella can make a difference in your life at capella.edu.